Hello, and welcome to the Gnome Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today I am so excited. I have two guests, Rachel Foreman and Delta Ryan are here to discuss all things Enneagram 8. Listen, I am so excited. I've already been learning so much in this series. I think when we learn about Enneagram from others, even when it's not our own number, we learn how to be better friends, better coworkers, better partners, and it's just so exciting. So let's get right to it. Here's my interview with my friends who are Enneagram 8s. Welcome back to the Known Podcast. We are having so much fun in this Enneagram series, and today's an exciting day. It's about to get spicy. Why? Because <laughs> we've got two, not one, but two Enneagram 8s in the house. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast, my dear friends, Delta Ryan and Rachel Foreman. Ladies, <laughs> welcome. You have both been on the podcast before. Mm. So welcome back. Thank you. Um, just because it's been a season or two, will you guys give 30 seconds of who you are? Delta, we'll start with you. Tell the people listening. Because they're going to know about your Enneagram 8-ness, but who are you in 30 seconds? Okay, well, I'm Delta Ryan. I'm actually 55 years old. Yes. And um, I have two girls. been married 34 years, two girls, 27 and 23, who actually introduced me to the Enneagram. Nice. And I'm the founder and president of the Take Heart organization. We advocate for orphans and widows in Kenya. Awesome. I have a fair trade store locally. Prior to that, I worked 22 years in the ER. So. Yeah. It's a little bit about me. Incredible woman that I've had the privilege of knowing for many years. Rach, who are you? <laughs> um, I didn't know we had to share our age. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I don't know um, why no, I did that. Uh, I just was adding a Rachel little. Rachel <laughs> Foreman. Uh, no, I have I have three girls and a son in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have Michaela, our youngest. We had her a year and a half ago, and our lives have <laughs> fully shifted um, for the good or whatever since having her. Um, my husband is the worship pastor here at Access, and we. Been back in Lakeland for five years, Texas before that, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, been good friends for a long time. (laughs) Yes, long time. Well, awesome, ladies. We um, have been going through this series. Will you give us your definition of eight? What is an Enneagram eight in your estimation? So, from what I understand, eight. If we had to break it down from the Enneagram Institute as its simplest, eight is called challenger. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. What does it mean to you? Go ahead, start us, Rach. Um, An Enneagram 8 is one that doesn't necessarily have to be in control, but does not want to be controlled. Mm. Um, Is one that has a radar that can sniff out uh, maybe podcast friendly we'll say authenticity <laughs> I call it a meter of some sort but we won't go there right now um, and someone who who is not going to just take things as they are but push all the way to and and feel out the boundaries by pushing all the way to them okay. and and sensing that um so challenge and it if to you will. Challenge to it, use that yes, word. because an eight, an eight is not satisfied or okay with things just because they are or they mm-hmm. always have been. I will, uh, yeah, an eight will pull into question like, okay, just because it has doesn't mean <laughs> that it should still be. I say a lot of times, actually, when people ask me about like what is, what does it mean to be an eight, and I was like, well, the phrase for a lot, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
does not apply to an eight <laughs> because I see something. I'm like, Delta's well, it's not broke. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it, It's not broke, but it could be better. Right. Like oh, it might okay. be able to be better. Okay. And so that's kind of how I, how okay. I see most of the world. That is a big filter. Okay. So, I like it. I like it. Yeah. We respect a strong yeah. woman. <laughs> what do you think Delta? You were yes, nodding along. I know. I agree with, with all of those. And um, I think I was just going to say just real quick for those that, Maybe you're not sure about this Enneagram thing. And that's why I actually said at the beginning that I was introduced by my, you know, adult daughters. That has really changed my life. Mm. And I would encourage you just to maybe think about it again and look into it because it has added so much to my life um, and in my relationship. So I agree with all that Rachel said. Um, I would add that eights are fierce advocates. Awesome. And you brought that up a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I think... Even understanding myself, even in this wonderful book called The Road Back to You, I mean, eights um, advocate for orphans and widows. Wow. And um, they speak truth to power. And it actually says in here that I love eights are just one of the few, is the only Enneagram that will stand up to a bully, mm-hmm. that will stand up mm-hmm. to wow. injustice and will fight it. It may not always be pretty and it may mm-hmm. be um, hard to hear on the other side, but I think um, being a fierce advocate you always have to bring up the aspect about truth. We really mm-hmm. like the truth. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've learned is not everybody wants the truth. Mm. <laughs> I think that's why I added my age because I've added, <laughs> I've done, I've been on all these field trips and yeah. I didn't even know about yeah. an eight till a few years ago. So yeah. um, we really want to know the truth. We can deal with the truth the best. I think eights function well in chaos. And that's why mm-hmm. I worked in the ER for so many years and felt comfortable and now even in another form of chaos advocating for uh, across the world. So fierce advocate. Wow. um, One that wants to know the truth. And um, so those are some things I would add. Did it because you had already started Take Heart? I mean, because it literally says in there advocates for orphans and widows were you like, wow, they really did they follow me or was it? I mean, that is literally what you do. Yes. Yes. No, I remember trying to find my number with my daughter we took the test, but I, I don't know. I'm not always a complete fan of the test. I like I like the test and the book. Sure. Absolutely. And so we went, we were at the beach that day going through every number. And I'm like, I don't think I have a number. And so we got to seven because I winged seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, ooh, uh-huh. these are some of me. And then we hit the eight and we're like, check, 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 check. <laughs> and then when she gave me the book to read, I went, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is so much me. So that I was, it. I loved it. it oh, was I love that. Really good. Um, I, something I have talked talked to Rachel before about because uh, we'll get to the threes later. I'm a three, but I said, I will respect that. I feel like from eights, I feel like we could tell you anything. And I, as a three, really admire that because we are known as like the great pretenders. So we are (laughs) admire somebody who is truly Mm themselves. I don't feel like Rachel, I know what Rachel was trying to say. Basically those two letters she was going to say, they don't have time for (laughs) faking, but I think eights are unapologetically who they are, mm-hmm. and I respect that. To a fault, though, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. to a fault, like, sure. It's good and it's not good sometimes. Like there's certain situations that I've been in awe of. Like okay, like so you even like as a three, the awareness of others and the ability to adapt. Not out of inauthenticity, right? But because it's fully who you are. Yeah, all things and to all people. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm like, okay, I am literally the same. If you meet me at my house, right. if you meet me at the market, if you meet, I mean, like, uh, like yeah. here at church, I'm just mm-hmm. like to a fault, though. Yeah. Sometimes I like it though. I 
You know, and I want to talk about that too, because I think what's great is anybody listening, there's no winner of the Enneagram numbers, Mm -hmm. by the way. Some people are like, oh, what's the bad one? Um, There's not a bad one. (laughs) Every number has good things Mm -hmm. and bad things. And it's like we Mm -hmm. talk about with yesterday, even in our service, like all parts of the body, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be the little toe, but it's like, yeah, have you ever broken your little toe? That Mm -hmm. will drive you wild. No pain. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've given birth and I don't think any (laughs) pain hurts more than stubbing your toe, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no bad or good numbers. What is... We'll talk about, like, we kind of touched on this, but strengths, okay? What do you think are some things that eights just get right? Mm. Um, I would say... It's okay to brag on yourself. One of the... I I mean, I'm not afraid of failure. Um, Mm -hmm. And in some of the delving in with this and talking with others about it, again, my husband and I actually started looking into Enneagram. It had popped up in a couple different books that we were reading. Um, And when we, right before we moved back um, to Lakeland five years ago, and we were moving from Texas, we really wanted to be the healthiest versions of ourselves when Mm -hmm. we moved. Mm -hmm. And we just, we felt like, okay, Um, it was showing up in a bunch of places. We thought we'd look into it. And it really was an intentional pursuit of like health in our marriage as well and understanding each other um, and really where we go in stress. But as a strength, I would say I am not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid to whatever, not get it right the first time because I okay with getting right back up and uh, fine all right mm-hmm. then i'll do it right the next time or i'll get it right that. the next time um so, you're gonna have people listening yeah. right now rachel yeah. that are like oh, failure's my biggest right fear. right right you know and i love I'm this not, because yeah. when we talked mm-hmm. to the enneagram sevens she goes i love change and i st- i almost fell over because i said yeah. oh i hate change i love it i just love that you guys all have these different cool yeah. strengths like yeah. not being afraid to fail is an awesome strength i feel like so many people will die with things inside of them because they were afraid to try. Mm-hmm. But change imposed upon me. Okay. Rather than me being a part of the change, okay. there is such a key difference. Okay. Like if if I am not even even the littlest bit a part of it okay. and it's happening and it's changing, but if it is fully imposed upon me, I am going to naturally, right? Yeah. Again, the eights are those the against. I am naturally going to be against it just because didn't include me. Yeah. And I'm sure that that has a root and trust, which is right. Our sure, like biggest sure. thing. Like we I'd have a hard time. Trusting, okay. So not afraid to fail, which I love. Fail. Delta, do you have a strength you think eights bring to the table? Yeah. I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent. And then, um, I told a story, Heather, my daughter had me on a board one time and I was the oldest person there and we were giving advice to start school. And the, I just said three words, just get back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because failure is not final unless you quit. Yeah. So I agree that eights and anybody who knows me would actually say that for sure to get back up. I'm going to say it again. I mean, we fight for injustice. Mm. Um, and, and it doesn't, I, now I lead orphans and widows, but I don't care. I saw a video yesterday at church on the Buddha, Buddhist in the world. And mm. like, I want to go over there and, yeah. and fight for them too. I mean, I can't <laughs> fight for everybody. I've, I've worked in inner cities here and I think we just see something that isn't right mm. and we can't sleep thinking about it. I want to help the homeless. I want to help just about everything where injustice seems to be there. So once again, it's, it's like a fierce advocate. I love that. We never give up um, failure. We're not afraid to, and we try to help other people. Like I now have employees yeah. I don't care if you fail. Yeah, just try. Just try. And so I think for sure I would agree 100%. I love that. Okay, so that sounds like everybody needs an eight in their corner. Like everybody needs a. (laughs) They say that. Yes. I love that. Okay, so then let's flip it. What do you think are some of the Mm -hmm. struggles for an eight? 
I think um, I was actually thinking too. I actually um, worked in this in counseling before. Once again, it's in my wonderful chapter here in the book. Is um, one thing I had to learn um, is eights like to fire and then aim, ready, uh. aim, fire is mm-hmm. the order. Oh, okay, wait. My so counselor, you're saying so we, we fire, fire absolutely. Oh. Then we go back and go. Oh my, what what, what happened here? Okay, and okay, so okay. I don't know if you've ever heard about. We can leave a trail behind us. <laughs> okay, from okay. this truth that we want everybody uh, to know okay. that they really aren't even asking for. And so obviously learning that from my adult children, mom, it's mm. how you say it. Oh. So I worked a lot in some counseling on let's read let 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 let's get ready let's aim. I love that. And we don't have to fire. Mm-hmm. But I, I always that. felt like you had to fire because that's the innate part about that sure. of the eight is that oh, we, wow. we have truth. We want to tell you we're going to fight this. But sometimes that leaves a lot of baggage. Wow. And okay, you I don't need to say that. So that's something that I spent a long time learning. And anybody who knows me, even my kids in Kenya, just in the last five years, have I really learned this where I really, I don't fire unless I absolutely have to. That's awesome. Because I'm not afraid to fire. That's yeah. an easy thing for me to do. I love so. that. Ready, aim, fire. I fire. love that. Yeah, That's I think so we could smart. all learn from yeah. that one too. So, Oh, but, everybody, yes. just as a human. But I love that. I love that yes. so much. Okay, Rachel, what do you think? Um, well, you said the, it's not how you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm. I would say that there are two phrases that I grew up hearing my dad say to me. The first one was, <laughs> Um, I am the dad, you are the daughter, right? (laughs) So that deals with a little bit of that authority, like establishing, like, yes, you can trust me. Mm. That is kind of one of the, I trust myself. Um, But I do struggle sometimes trusting others. Um, And then the other one is, I guess, it's not, it's not how you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? But I think that that comes from, and my husband has been one to share this with Mm. me too. He just said, he's like, Rachel, you just being you is already like sometimes (laughs) more intense than like a lot of other people. So whenever I bring intensity, it literally, it comes out at like, it absolutely puts people off and they're like, I can't, I don't even know how right, right, to right. be able to talk to you so okay rachel your husband's yeah. a nine he's a six a six a six six, six, six yeah, yeah. and yeah. delta two a two okay so it does yeah. feel like you get those couples where mm-hmm. it's sort of yeah. like it that makes sense mm-hmm. to me mike has said to me more than what did you think that was necessary to say oh. everybody's crying <laughs> nobody's talking but he was kind because he's a two. I love was it. Was it necessary? Was it necessary? And, and I'm that. looking around and yeah, my girls are crying. <laughs> Mike's like going, oh my gosh. And so I just love that because you and I could talk that way, yeah. Rachel, yeah. and throw all kinds of stuff around. And we might be a little bit, but I, I have. I've left uh, baggage mm. behind me. I've yeah. left a trail. So that was, it's always good. Was it necessary? Because he's kind. You know, Mike, he's a kind person. Was that yeah. really necessary? I love it. I think that's cool, too, because I think it, that right, right there is kind of what you said, like, in understanding an eight, too. So say you are a timid person or you're a four who's mm-hmm. just like a feeler, and an eight comes across and you feel bowled over. Like, mm-hmm. I would say if I was trying to understand that person, like, you have to understand that they would also receive that and mm-hmm. not be hurt by it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think about that, say, I'm married to a one, so I have to mm-hmm. think that, like, okay, ones are critical. And I mm-hmm. think to myself, like, when I'm trying to understand a one— in no way is a one being harder to anyone than they are to themselves. Right. So like that helps me understand oh. that more. So for mm-hmm. an eight, I feel like that helps us to understand them as like, okay, they're really brash or or something, but it's like, 
you can be brash back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like that's understandable when it's like saying, but they are open to truth. They're mm-hmm. not just spitting truth. Mm-hmm. They are open to receiving truth. Yes. And a lot of people are afraid to speak truth. And if truth. you give me anything other than the truth, or you try to sugarcoat it, You'll or you try to talk around the truth, You'll figure it out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna because be like, of that, you know what meter. Yeah. I would also say the one thing. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Um, uh, you being in the ER, and I was. Rem- I'm just thinking back to. I mean, my early days with taking care of our son before he passed. The advocacy, but also mm. this desire. I would say one of our biggest downfalls too is the desire for the intense. Like I like or appreciate when somebody is just as intense or maybe even it's like the test that I give to people. Like Mm. if you can be just as intense back to me, Mm -hmm. um, then I know that I can actually trust you with my feelings and Mm. I can trust you with my softness. If you can be intense back with me, I know that I can trust you with my softness. Okay, so there is a softness. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean apes or robots. No. What is the fear then? Because like we talked with our seven about the core fear. What's the eight's core fear? Mm. Is it dishonesty then? If it, I mean, if truth is such a big, well, I guess someone maybe maybe betraying you. I I think. Okay. I don't know. Right now, I'm in a season where I have a lot of anxiety and fear. Where I am and take heart. Mm. So I sometimes feel like right now, what it, it it's um maybe maybe just the the fear of walking into something that you're not in control of mm. or that God is bringing you. Because I mean, obviously, you have eights and then you. We are walking with our Savior that right. is always wanting us to yes. grow and mm. always wants us to go, okay, that's where your strengths are, but I want to focus on yeah. your weaknesses yeah. mm. and bring them in. And so right now, just personally, um, just some fears that I'm not going to be enough of a leader or enough mm. um, to take uh, maybe this calling that I've been you know, called to to the next mm. level. Um, I don't even know if that's an eight or that's just where I am yeah, personally yeah, yeah. right now to, to actually go to go into yeah. that. But because once again, I'm not afraid to fail, but I also don't want to, you know, fail the other people that are yeah. depending on me. So I think that's like the perfect segue, though, because I want to again, we have talked about this. The Enneagram is not Bible. It's not <laughs> scripture, but it's just a great tool. As mm-hmm. long as you keep it in that perspective, I have no problem with it. So how do we in our relationship with the Lord? Mm-hmm. What does an eight do well with that? Like, I mean, I could already guess. Like, it feels like you guys would be great witnesses. It feels mm-hmm. like you would have no fear in sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what is hard then? Like, you could speak to either, you know? Is it surrender? Is it letting go of control? Because, like, mm-hmm. Jesus always, his motto, we always joke, would be, come die. You know, mm-hmm. come die to self. So what what are the strengths and weaknesses in your relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. as a believer? What do you think, Rachel? Hmm. Um, I would say one of the greatest invitations and this was um something that i love reading through sacred Enneagram. i started with road back to you and mm-hmm. i loved it and that one was the aha moments in that for me were mm. fantastic and i felt seen and understood and was able to move maybe from a not so healthy eight or a whatever and definitely on the road to being a redeemed eight, right? Yeah. That's what we talk about with walking with our Savior, being a redeemed eight. Um, Sacred Enneagram is a book that I had picked up and read through. And the invitation, and it's different for each kind of grouping of numbers, but we're in the gut triad, right? So we feel everything with our gut, eights, nines, and ones. <laughs> okay. It is not, I'm not going to overthink. It's not about my head or my heart, actually. That's what I, oh. it's not either one of the, it's my gut. It's mm-hmm. just this like okay. third sense or whatever you want to call it. Like, and, um, 
So I feel everything there. And the invitation in the Sacred Enneagram is actually for eights to um, to be in stillness mm. because we like to we like to do okay. and we're good with doing. And I I attach a lot of like yeah. My success for the day is what have I done? <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> and, um, right. And that I connect with you over that. But the stillness, like literally just moving into hmm. this place. I know, I mean, some of the beginning moments whenever the Lord was taking me on this journey with him of really going in deeper in my relationship with him, he would invite me in time, specifically in worship, in a service. And he would literally just say, Stop moving completely, hmm. Rachel. Um, which in a charismatic <laughs> church that I'm I am like, fully a part her, of. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, he would say, fully stop moving and be completely still. Yeah. Don't even move a muscle in your body. Be fully aware of me. And the invitation for that one obviously was obedience, uh, mm. and but it was giving up control and it was mm. allowing my body to be still because mm. he's. it was the nothing that you do, like know whatever your praise, your worship that you bring me is exuberant yeah. and as authentic as it is, but I just want you that soft spot that Mm. you don't really like that so getting to that in stillness Mm. i just told somebody the other day too i was like the most understood that i have felt and these are contrasting words almost but to understand myself as a contemplative charismatic Mm. (laughs) and i don't even know if that like um but like but to really lean into that like to know when to pause Mm. um and the journey of life right through 10 years of taking care, nine years taking care of a special needs child mm. shifted my yeah. like g- right out of the gate, right out of college, like, you know, mm. do go do. I had plans to be yes. a teacher, go do this and get this. And, wow. um, and everything stopped and mm. I had to readjust. And so that stillness, yeah. I'm not afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. I'm really actually fine with, I actually prefer mm. sometimes mm-hmm. to be by myself. Um, I'm not afraid of of being quiet. I can be quiet. Mm. I can hold my tongue. Um, but it's that stillness that mm. really, um, for me. Stillness. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, uh, Delta, too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're good at talking to the strength of the advocacy, fact, advocacy mm-hmm. factor because mm-hmm. what a great thing. I mean, how many of us are hearing from the Lord say go and we don't? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like that's particularly easier for someone who is drawn to fight for advocacy? Yeah, I think, uh, like, I was, was raised by a woman, too. We talked about I was adopted, but yet that strong, um, that went to Africa by herself in the 1950s mm. and ran a leprosy mm. colony. So, you wow. know, she was an ordained minister before anyone was ordained. And so being raised by that strong woman um, instilled in me that confidence. Mm. Um, yet on a lot of days, I lack confidence. It's very interesting. You think eight's just come up, I have to kind of sometimes get that confidence mm. back. But advocacy, yes. I mean, from the ER where I started there advocating for people who, in that setting too, all the way now to orphans and widows and, and everything in the middle, um, I think is a calling. I laugh, I'm one of the people begging God to send me to Africa. I met, <laughs> I go to a couple times Whereas a year. used to grow up saying, like, God, please don't Africa. say, I'll go anywhere, yeah. but not Africa, you know? And so the I'm one of those. Said, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then, I, yeah. So then also, and I, and I, um, second the instinct, the, the, the instinct, the gut sense is, mm. a, is an unusual thing at times to live with. And if you ask both of my daughters, 
they will even say, Mom, what did you think about that person? Yeah. Like, because you can literally sometimes in a, in, in a few minutes wow. size it up. And sometimes then people will say, think I'm like a prophetic sense, I'm, I, but I don't always have words for other people. Sure. Occasionally, God yeah. might give me that, but that instinct of, okay, something's not right here, mm. or I'm not quite sure about this person, let's learn a little bit I more. So yeah, I think advoca- advocacy, yes, is something that I was put on this earth to do. Mm. I love it. I think my scripture for sure is, you know, Second Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, trying to understand, I love the message version, I prayed it over myself this morning, is 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 being I was given the gift of a handicap, so mm. we definitely have weaknesses wow. that we have to deal with, uh, uh, where we kind of where we lose some of our confidence. Wow. But that whole thing in our weakness, God is strong, mm. and we've heard those words our whole life. Your so grace good. is enough. But for me, I have to review it every day. So good, and so, but God, God's it, it is enough, and that He is. Lately, God's been working me to quit saying I can't, like mm. Moses, you know, like. Moses, and I don't even know what his Enneagram was. I love, I love learning. Don't you love learning? I don't know who gets the joy yeah, of that. But I'm like, who was Paul? What Enneagram was that's fun. Was yeah. Moses? I know Samson was an eight, but it, it, you know that one I've heard, but I can't remember what Moses is. But yeah. you know that, yeah, yeah, that God will give you. Yeah, He calls us, and eights have natural strengths and tendency, but God always calls us to do things that aren't our strengths. Yeah, yes. sure. So that we can depend on Him, yeah. and that all the glory goes to Him. Amen. And then that's when you know you have to walk in that weakness where God's strength comes in. So. I love that. Okay, so this is where I want to land today. First of all, I've learned so much. I'm loving this. <laughs> but how can we, we are hoping, friends, don't just go to your episode. Oh, I'm a three, so I'm going to listen to three. No, <laughs> listen to all of them. Learn to love your friends, your coworkers, your spouse, mm-hmm. your kids. Like, use these tools. That's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. So how can we, who aren't eights, love and be good friends and supporters to eight? Mm. I think I was saying some of that matching, being able to match. If I push, right, I'm going to challenge, I'm going to push those that are able to not see my, or even I think another thing that we do is I'm able to say no. I'm pretty aware of my boundaries, right? Because I push up against them. So Mm -hmm. I'm very aware of my boundaries. I'm good to set boundaries. I think the biggest thing that if I say no, right, and this is maybe one of the greatest differences between a a two even and an eight, because we do share that line of, you know, back and forth with unhealth and health, but an an eight is not, I'm not rejecting you whenever I Mm. tell you no. Um, And I, though, will show up fully to the things that I say yes to. Um. And, and I will be, and like, cause I'm all in, right? Cause I am all or, I am all or nothing. So if I say <laughs> yes to something, you have all of me. Mm-hmm. And, and so to not feel then like when I say no as a rejection of you, because mm. it's not a rejection mm-hmm. of you personally. Um, it's just a healthy awareness of a boundary. A, it is a boundary. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. What do you think, Delta? How can we best love you as an age? Yes, I think I, it just made me laugh. I had um, dinner last night with a friend, and when we did ministry together at church, she was the one always nominated to tell me the truth. <laughs> and so, because cause I was strong and like, someone's got to talk to her and talk so to her like, now. You talk to Delta? So, you talk to but, Delta? Yeah, but then she, I remember her, I was actually reminding her last night, remember when you told me, okay, you either got to do this or this? 
And I was fine then because I didn't see it. So I always think, you know, ha- don't don't be afraid or either nominate someone in your friend group to be <laughs> the person funny. to go yeah. to the eight and just yeah. tell us the, the truth. truth. We're fine with it because I didn't see it. Um, sometimes with the way we our brain works. Um, so I think um, being able to tell, tell the truth back because we can take it. I even tell my employees that, you know, like, just tell me because mm. I don't always see what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then I think just coming... Um, I always love people when they, you know, join me on my advocacy. Um, like I have Michelle Johnson and several other people have been, you know, with us because we are all in or all out. Another thing, if my daughter said it once, she said, Mom, the world isn't all black and white. Mm-hmm. It's not all black and white. So <laughs> maybe helping us sometimes to see, okay, this could be a gray area. Yeah, You don't have to be black and white on yeah. this issue. And so I just think sometimes people helping me, and that's why I love the Enneagram because I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Through this, and then I also learned how you can, because the whole point of it is to improve your relationships. I love and it. So, so those are some things. Just to, uh, no one likes to be that person to have to tell the eight <laughs> at times when they're a little yeah. bit out of control or a little bit over the top. Um, it, it I is, like but, the idea of them actually having a meeting, yeah. and, like drawing straws. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Who's gonna talk? With? I'm sure. I'm sure that was yeah. that's been done in my own family. So. <laughs> But somebody also uh, to who can sit in it, right? Because whenever I mm. do, right, we talk about that soft side. So even a redeemed eight, though, who is in touch with their with with their feelings and is able to feel, and I haven't compartmentalized it, right? That is a that is a positive thing for an eight. An eight, mm-hmm. right? It's why we're really we are good in crisis because mm-hmm. we're able to take all of our emotions and our all of that aside and say mm-hmm. what needs to be done. Like I'm it. going to fully do it mm-hmm. and make those hard decisions and yes. calls that need to be made sometimes yes. in those moments. But somebody then on the other side of that who can sit with me while I'm figuring that out. Um, I've always said, I think personally, and this is my own personal journey, right, with grief and with life and all of it, but I think every eight needs a healthy four. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a dear friend who is a four, and one of my sisters is a four, and in health, they have been some of the most helpful Mm. to me because they're not dismissing how I'm feeling. They're not trying to what they're just willing to sit and yeah. be in it. They're That's not even good. trying to name, you know, but they do help you name it mm-hmm. and they help you just be in it. That's and nice. I can cry really hard with my four and then the next second be done and move on and like be full of passion and whatever. <laughs> and like yeah. holy anger is what I call it, you know, mm. towards something else again. And they're they're all there for it, like yeah. with the intensity of emotion. So um, yeah, having that space, a friend, people who like yeah. have that space and hold that space that. with mm-hmm. you I love is important. Yeah, because being a friend, it's nice if it's always easy. That's not being true friendship. Yeah. True friendship is doing the work. I yeah. always think, you know, when you truly show someone you love them by staying yes. and yes. by yeah. being like, I'm with you and yeah. heart and soul, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Something. And there have been times that I've needed you. This goes back to like, I do have good boundaries and I do know when to say no. But yeah. if I've said yes to something, yeah. I think we've talked about this because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. actually shared with you, like, this is helpful as a friend. Yes. If I've said yes to something and I'm backing out yeah, of it, yeah, 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 yeah. that is a very key indicator that I'm in a state of unhealth for okay. some reason or I'm stressed about something mm-hmm. and I need a friend to be like no you said yes yeah, yeah, yeah. you're coming with me we're doing this together mm-hmm. I'll go with you yes. but here we go and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with you I like it um that's that's that I love it that's yeah and impulsiveness especially when you wing to the seven but eights can be impulsive too and especially when we're fierce you want to help everybody 
And I've had to learn that, that I can't. And initially I had trouble with boundaries and still do at times because I just a little bit over, you know, workaholic and don't always take that time. That's a whole nother podcast as on rest (laughs) and stuff. But anyway, yeah, it it is uh, the friendships. I so grateful for them Mm. and just my family too. That has just made me a better person. Well, ladies, I could talk to you all day. You're both amazing. And (laughs) I think we've hopefully debunked any need to feel afraid of our eight friends. (laughs) Like eights are friendly. They are cuddly even sometimes. (laughs) But um, we are just so excited. If you want to get to know more, they mentioned some great resources in this podcast. But reach out, talk to a friend. Don't just stop and find your number. And I thank you both for being Mm, here today. You are both friends of the podcast that are welcome anytime oh thank you liz and we will be back with more of the gnome podcast that's it for this week's episode my special thanks to rachel foreman and delta ryan for being here and helping us discuss all things enneagram 8 if you want more from us you can always find us online on instagram at known ladies we're here for you and please never forget that you are seen and known and loved by god we'll see you next week